Hello, everybody. This is the Howlin' Podcast. I am one of your hosts, and I'm back, DJ Inspect. And over to my left, you know his name, Sleepy How. And we have a special guest, a veteran in Hawaii hip hop. You know, if a great, if greatness had two letters, it had to be I A. Clap it up for I A, everybody. Hey, I A in the building. What's up, everybody? So tell people about yourself, bro. How you been? How you doing? What you been up to? Um, yeah, my name's IA. Uh, it stands for Ivan Anthony. I like long walks on the beach. I'm a Leo. <laughs> Good I'm to from, know. I'm from Waipahu. No, I'm just kidding. My we, name's IA to come on a classic. I'm here with these uh, amazing gentlemen on the cr- across from me. Oh, we, we know you're not from Waipahu, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. You're not Asian. Hey, but wait, wait. Let me make. Oh, so I turn to that camera, right? Yes. <laughs> when I want to make a point. Yes. I'm not from Waipahu, but a lot of people think that we are because my dad. Is was uh, boxing out of Waipahu mm. Boxing Gym. Jesus so, Salud, right? Yes. Uh, legend. Yes. Five-time world champion. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I want to give a shout-out to Waipahu Gym. Um, the legendary trainer, Al Silva, mm-hmm. who was the main trainer out of there, had oh, dope. three world champions. Andy Damn. Gannigan, Jesus Salud, and Brian Valoria. And dope. my middle name is actually Albert after... Al Silva, so uh. just some a little tidbit, some history. So oh, that's, that's even what this podcast not, is about. Even though we are not from Waipahu, my dad was pretty much like partially raised there because that's the gym he went to. You're like a native over there. So, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, so in going with that, with your music and you've been doing it, how long have you been doing music? Oh, damn, like man. 20 I mean, plus years? <laughs> shoot, don't, don't make me sound old, man. Damn. Um, it feels like it would I mean, go, I've been doing like I've been recording myself since high school, but mm-hmm. then um, like actually like in the business in the industry since like 2005. Mm. Damn, so it's been a minute. that's a long time. I wasn't even old enough to drink. I was like fresh out of high school. Shit. Wait, it wasn't 18 back then. Damn, man. <laughs> that that rule was like in the 80s, man. <laughs> was it? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't know. So do, do you think that with your father being such a very heavy weight name, no pun intended, but, you know, the work ethic that he became the, the champion, does that, I guess that flows through you and uh, that has been instilled with you in music? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Say? I mean... I saw, I, I got to witness from a young age, somebody who was in the gym every day, the dedication to their craft, mm-hmm. you know, the hardships of going through mm-hmm. an industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like the music industry, but the hardships of going through it an industry, yeah. mm-hmm. going, having to grow through the limelight, yeah. mm-hmm. having to suffer some of the biggest losses in his life mm-hmm. and still come back from that okay. and have so much adversity and still come back and be champion again. You know what you I mean? You got to see all that firsthand. Firsthand. You know, That's crazy. So it, it's definitely instilled and embedded in my yeah. mind of what it takes to be, you know, great mm-hmm. or be a champion or be mm-hmm. the best at what you do. Do you, do you think that like the the window or, or we'll say the entry level from music back then was harder? In regards to now, like because of where you came from, like 2005, that's a diff. That was a whole different monster in scale into like getting into music now, right? Or would you say it's about the same? I would say it's different. I would say it's different and before was harder mm-hmm. because, you know, now we have... The internet. The I internet. mean, yeah, we, we, your, the reach is crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, can, you can make You have a, a studio on your laptop. Yeah, you, know you mean? actually have your, on your phone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, on your yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's record, true. That's true. Make, make a beat mm-hmm. on your phone, record yeah. yourself on your phone, and then release it on your phone. It's up on SoundCloud. True. Or you can go through a distributor and boom, it's, it's online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you still got to do the legwork in mm-hmm. order to 
market and promote yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's what's different, right? Is that you as a person now have to do what the machine did back then. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Now you, you weren't just, you know, here's your producer, here's your engineer, here's X, Y, and Z, just write. And do that. And we take care of the promo. We take care of the tour. We take care of the bookings. We call the radio stage. Like, you have to do that now, right? So, I mean, you don't have to do it. You could still hire the machine. mm -hmm. But I think people are now savvy enough enough Mm -hmm. to know that you don't need the machine. But the machine could help you. There's a lot to this conversation. (laughs) I mean, we've heard guys like Chance the Rapper, J. Cole talk about all these things. Comparisons of, of, you know... Indie and signing, mm-hmm. but all in all, there's there's also levels to it. I mean, if you want to be like an international star, mm-hmm. you know, signing with the machine or a major mm-hmm. label, mm-hmm. they'll get you to that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because at some point, no matter how big you are independently, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to. Team I don't want to say succumb, but <laughs> you're gonna have to join forces yeah. yes. with the major because yes. they'll they'll expand you to a farther reach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't mean you have to be signed to them. You can and partner up with them. Yes. And then make it from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It depends all on the contract. <laughs> yes. Yes. All on the contract. But mm-hmm. because of our, of, of the way the indie is now mm-hmm. and be, because you can create leverage mm-hmm. and create your own engagement, that is how you dictate what your deal will be. Right. You know, and that's like something that Chance the Rapper did, you know, and yeah. he, he didn't even get signed to a label. He's, he partnered up with Spotify. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of going to a label, he went straight to the distributor like, hey. Mm-hmm. Let's make this deal. I'll make it exclusively through Spotify. We'll have a split. Mm. We'll it's like Drake with Apple Music. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And uh, a thing that resonated with me with uh, T Pain said, um, "I know how to make a hit. You can buy numbers. You can buy. Oh yeah. You know, chart sales. You can buy followers. Yeah. You can buy. And he was like, you, you spend two hundred thousand dollars, you'll get a number one hit on the radio uh, on Billboard. Yeah. You just have to spend the money for the marketing. Do you think that even with you know, as a small time person um, growing, this is, this is for advice for like, you know, all the newer people yeah, that are yeah. coming into music. Is it worth it enough for them to be able to be like, oh, sh- should I sign with a machine or should I spend my own money little by little? Like, what is, what is the approach you would take now as an artist? I think to start everything off though, like you got to take a seat and look at yourself, look at this journey mm-hmm. that you're about to like jump into. What do you want out of it? Mm-hmm. Are you want to be like a megastar? Mm-hmm. You want to be a businessman, man, or business? Mm-hmm. Do you want to create longevity for yourself? Do you want to have control of your music? Mm-hmm. Like, who do you want to be? Like, what is it you want to be and map mm-hmm. it out? Because mm-hmm. some people want to be a, this big star and celebrity, and they don't want to write their music. They just want to be the star. They want to be the face, the performer, the yeah. face. Mm-hmm. Some people just want to be the writer, mm-hmm. the producer, make the beats. They don't want to like they want to, and they still make good money. Oh yeah, definitely. Like Neo, she's like, I don't want to sing oh, more face. I write for Beyonce. Yeah, I'll write exactly. for whoever. Yeah, you know, and that's what that's that's cool thing that that verses kind of gave us that exposure to that. Like, sorry to get off track, but no, no, no. Verses showed us like in the beginning stages of verses mm-hmm. showed us the producers and like. How how lucrative it can be? Yes, you know, being behind the scenes. Well, it wasn't. It face. was. We didn't have the tools to show that in public before. Nah, it was no. whatever. That's why it's so TV. dynamic nowadays. And I don't, I don't want to go. I, there's this point I want to make. Mm-hmm. I, sorry to go back. No, but, no. Um, in 2005, it, it was almost like running for mayor. I mean, it's still like running for mayor now, mm-hmm. but it's different. Back in 2005, when I first started, you would have to personally go to these radio stations you'd have to like send packages of your cd 
to the outlets. Yo. You would have to go to places, <laughs> True. events, all the events, shake hands, say who you are, everything, yeah. make all this engagement. Because, I mean, there was just like, MySpace was just starting and there wasn't that, it didn't have as much accessible engagement as we do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? You couldn't just pop up on a story and, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. and like visually see yourself. It was all still just pictures. yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And friend requests and stuff like that. Soldier Boy had to show the world through yeah, LimeWire. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't even li- it was li- it was uh, SoundClick. Was, oh yeah, SoundClick. Sound that's Click. right. That's right. And he and he uh, named his songs like in the club. 50 yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, I remember that. I remember that. Here's you. Yeah, and I was like, what the hell? I didn't he tricked, download this. He tricked the system. You yeah. know. What I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a genius. Yeah. You know, like, but like, and 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 back to the comparison. Um. Yeah, you had to really be out and about. There was. Passing out flyers, mm-hmm. yo, it was crazy. Network. Let me hear something crazy. Want to hear what I used to do? What back in, in like from 2005, 2010, mm-hmm. when I linked up with Osna, I I would print up like maybe a thousand to five thousand mixtapes. I had this mixtape series called the Ohana mixtape. Okay, okay. And by the way, Ohana means family. Ohana means family. <laughs> there you go. And, um, and my mixtapes were like I had Cutmaster Spaz was the the DJ on it. Dope. And like you know, shout just, out Spaz. Oh, yeah, shout out to Cutmaster Spaz. And it was almost like those New York style mixtapes where you had a DJ on it. They would mix your songs together mm-hmm. and give shout outs and whatever. Mm-hmm. And on these Ohana mixtapes, I would have remix of songs from my album, mm-hmm. and then I would have like collaborations with other artists over like industry beats. Oh, like I remember and stuff. you. You sent me one of them. I was like, well, Yo, what version is this? And you're like, yeah. Bro, I got you. Boom, DM, yeah. email. Yo, so like, yeah, so I, a lot of those versions were like the mixtape versions. So what mm-hmm. what I would do. That was professionally. I would professionally make or make, make professional style mixtapes with like the CD covers and print mm-hmm. them out. I, w- I would get them from Arizona, and we get sent out here. Oh and shit! I would find sponsors to pay help pay for the production, but they put their their logos on the CD covers. Got it? Yeah. Okay, so I would no money out of pocket. Right. Yeah, anywhere from a thousand to five thousand. I would print up. Jesus. I would go. Me and Osna. Osna would. Is my witness. He would come with me to birthday bash, mm-hmm. big concerts. Like there was no major rage back then. It was like yeah, birthday yeah, yeah, bash. Yeah, yeah. It was like all those big island concerts, all the radio ones and, too. And yo, back in the day, he had a a Chrysler three hundred, a black one on twenty two inch rims. <laughs> of course he would. Right? <laughs> on twenty two inch rims, <laughs> and we would park in the very front of the Waikiki Shell. And when everybody, we'd wait for when everybody comes out. I, I, I shit you not. I would stand out there, me and Osna, and everybody walking out, I just had stacks of mixtapes passing them out. Hey, what's up? My name is I. It's my mixtape. Here you go. And people would be like, oh, is this for free? I'm like, mm. no, nah, it's for you. Take it. Bump in your car, burn it. If you don't like it, just throw it away. Just take mm. it here. It's for you, for mm. you. I would, and if I had a show coming up, a flyer, I, it would be with the flyer. Yeah. But this is like, I'm talking about thousands of mixtapes. I would go to events Damn. and pass them out. And CDs were still popping. People were yeah, still yeah, listening yeah, yeah. to CDs. And because I did put in that kind of work back in the day, mm-hmm. it's crazy to see now I get guys or people like sometimes randomly in the grocery store, like, hey, man, you're like, I.A. Or sometimes they'll, they'll say I.A. Or, <laughs> or they'll say like A.I. Or they'll say, hey, you're the Hawaii rapper guy. I, hey, you gave me your CD at, at the end of the show. That's I still dope. have it to That's this day. Dope. Like, yeah. And they'll even like, like mention a song or something. But mm-hmm. the thing was, is that because we had a lot of industry beats over there, like we were rapping over it, mm-hmm. it was easy, easily accessible to the general public because mm-hmm. they might, they might not have known our songs, but they know these beats, and then we flip mm-hmm. remixes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of things we ha- would have to do back in the day. That was the hustle. The hustle. That was yeah. part of the hustle. Would you, you say something I mean? like uh, an approach like that would work in today's day and age? 
I mean, I think if you gave a CD to some of these kids, it'd be yeah, like, well, how do I use this? <laughs> is this is this what my, my, my uncle hangs these from his garage to deflect cats? Like, to deflect cats. <laughs> just be handing out iPhones. Wait, is Here, this is this? Just be on the spot, but loaded up. <laughs> but I mean, it would be it's more a lot more expensive, but it would be smart to hand out like they have USBs or USB mm, cards. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. I because I, like it's hard to do that even with now because streaming is such a thing like. Even giving a link, people have like trouble cl- uh, go heading to your link. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. or I mean, you could carry on a business card with your your scan with that. What's that but, barcode? That scan thing? Mm, oh, yeah, the QR yeah. QR code. Yeah. You can but buy, even hey, even that? then, it's like you know, a lot of a lot of times that you'll get the one out of ten impressions that they'll actually do it right. And at that point, you need to have the image already. Or the one song they tune into has to be really fucking good for them to keep coming back. Right, and that's the sad thing about today is because they want artists to be more than they want. I mean, you got to be a brand, you got to be a personality. You can't just be an artist nowadays. You got to have so much impact on somebody's life. It's it's making. I I hate when I see artists, music artists, go out of their element or out of their character to make a ridiculous social media post that's not in their element skit. Like that's going beyond. Like that's not even part of their brand or their mm-hmm. or their element oh, or their job as artists. And it's and, and it's the pressure. I get it. It's mm-hmm. the pressure. I mean, they, they feel it and they want to get their music out there. They got it. They want to get heard. Mm-hmm. You know. And it just drives me nuts when that happens. And artists out there, you don't have to do that. You just got to keep working. This is mm-hmm. not an overnight success. Takes ten years. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? Hundred percent. That's that's a true statement. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've heard that before, and like that's for real. Yes. You know what I mean? Okay, so you need you need to go through the journey in order to build that brand and make yourself known. Yeah. Yes, ten thousand hours. Yeah, exactly. Do Do you think going chiming back to your mixtapes with Spaz? Do you? Uh, you could be completely honest with me. Yeah. There's no there's no like ill will. Okay. I want your complete honest answer. Do you think the DJ is relevant now in doing stuff with artists like that, like mixtapes and whatnot, or do you think it's like nah, the DJ is not that important anymore? Uh, nah, man. The DJ will always be important. We need somebody to play the music. Mm. You know, we still go to clubs. We still yes. go until the meta- metaverse is here. I mean, even when the metaverse is here, they're mm. still gonna need a a virtual DJ. You know True. what I mean? No, but you know, you got you get guys like Travis Scott dissing his own DJ, saying get off the decks, and him doing his own thing. And guys like you know, um, other artists are like, oh, I'll just use my laptop, push play. Well, look where Travis is right now, bro. We'll get into that real quick. We'll get into that real quick. That was the segue, bro. (laughs) I think think for this element that we call hip-hop, you need the DJ. Mm -hmm. You know? You may not need it if you're, like, a singer or, like, you know, or Mm -hmm. another genre. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing hip-hop music, you got to have the DJ. You got to need somebody to warm up the stage. You need somebody to help, you know, control your set and, and, and move with the crowd. I've tried doing that whole press play stuff like it doesn't feel mm. genuine to me yeah, you know yeah. what I mean mm-hmm. it's a it's a team effort it's from from when hip hop started it was always the rapper and the DJ you know what I mean mm-hmm. but do you think that's a generational thing because kids now don't don't I, just from what I've seen not from actual opinion yeah, yeah but yeah. from what I've seen like the rapper is always the, the rappers nowadays don't show love to their own DJs I you mean, know what I mean how else would it be done though if unless you're doing it yourself they do a show track themselves and they run it I don't know, man. I mean, yes. <laughs> I feel like in in like some cases mm-hmm. that the, the situations you're talking about mm-hmm. does pop up. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they get too much in their ego, mm-hmm. or or whatever the case may be, or maybe they're they them and their DJ are not flowing right. 
mm-hmm. then go find a better DJ. Yeah. Find somebody mm-hmm. who's going to flow with you. But yeah. I think in, in, in order to, that's, that's the key to have a, a hip hop performance. You need the DJ. Yes. For me, that I mean, that's me. I can only speak for myself. Mm-hmm. You yeah. need to be, and it, and it can't just be so, telling them press play. You got to have somebody who's going to flow with you. Yeah. That's he's part of the show. The yeah. DJ is a part of the show. Every time I work with a DJ, I want to make sure like it's almost like a tag team effort. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know, like Same, and, 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 very and, seamless and, and, and synchronized too. You know, the DJ's yeah. got to know what. Okay, if I'm talking to the crowd right now and I say a certain thing, that's when to drop a certain song. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And like yeah. that's just like look, like. Like homie over here, how was just said, just like boosh, you know what I mean? Like that's the yeah. flow of the, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of, of the move. It's like there, I mean? there is no that's part of the showmanship. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that goes back to the generation of when it, where it started mm-hmm. up until now. Like I mean, even watching, I, lo- I love watching how it's evolved the relationship. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you watch like, and when Wiz Khalifa performs, him and DJ Bonics, I mean, man, it's just like Bro. perfect synchronization. It's yeah. part of the show. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, you got guys like Snoop Dogg that will go and DJ on their own, but he's not, like, really performing, but that's just another aspect he's added to his arsenal, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because he's such a big brand. He loves to play music. I mean, because mm-hmm. we're in hip-hop. We love, I mean, I, I know how to DJ, too, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like tinkering into different yeah, aspects it's of an, it. It's, all, it's a part of the elements, Yeah, you know? I mean, if, you, if you're a part of hip-hop, like, I remember back in high school, I, I even tried breakdancing. I tried doing, I tried doing that rap too. artists, tried being a DJ. I gravitated more to being an MC, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just it's just trying all the elements. Mm. If we're speaking about that, yeah. yeah. So now that we don't worry, about- we love you, Inspect. <laughs> I'm just saying. Say, I'm just saying. Give him it his flowers. Like, it was an honest question. It nah. wasn't about me. It was an honest question. And, and, because and, like, and, and, and hey, it's, it's about the sh- it's yeah, and it's it's about the showmanship too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, let's hold DJs, DJs accountable. Mm-hmm. Like, just it's not a, just about you playing music, pressing buttons. Oh yes, hundred percent. You know, you got sharpen your craft. Yeah, dope. You know what I mean. Also, work on your personal your your personal presence mm-hmm. on the mic and, mm-hmm. and do be everything. Be the backup MC for yeah. the MC. Yeah, be the dopest I mean? DJ you can be. You know, just don't be. A, it's not about just push 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 buttons and then you know pressing the fog machine and, and <laughs> yeah. putting yeah. your hands up and dancing. No, to your music it's more and, than that. It's a full time job. People yeah. think that Steve Aoki just throws cakes at people. That homeboy <laughs> can get busy on the turntables. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. But now that we talked about it, speaking of celebrities, Travis Scott. Yes. <laughs> I know you heard about it. Yes, man. I've ha- actually I've actually been. Um, in the midst and like been around Travis Scott when he was here really? recording Dark or he was with Kanye doing the Dark I think it was Dark Rodeo? Fantasy yeah. and then Oh that, yeah, yeah. Know, the beginnings yeah when he was first coming out yeah, yeah 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 and I wasn't like as close as with him as like like Tasho or like mm-hmm. uh, Christian was or like mm-hmm. guys who were actually in the studio with him but I was around the camp or he was around people that yeah, I was yeah, around yeah. you know what I mean and um yeah, it was it was cool to see his his evolution up until now. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And like, I'm sorry, what was your question? No, Asherwald. Oh, did... Asherwald. I mean, that's, that was that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what what was your take on it? Because like, did you see the videos? Did you see the interactions? Oh, yeah. Like, there was people screaming out to the camera guy, "Hey, stop the show! We have people in cardiac arrest. We have people that can't breathe. We have people dying." Yeah. And. They wouldn't listen, and he kept going on. And now they're in a lawsuit. Him and Drake are in a lawsuit right yeah, now. Yeah, Drake got pulled into it too. And Drake, it's, yeah, yeah, Drake, because Drake performed Fair Trade. Yeah. Oh, the song Fair Trade with him. Um, well, he was he did a couple songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. So I'm gonna be a devil's advocate on on both sides of this. Okay, because I am an artist, but I also love going to concerts too as a fan. Mm-hmm. As an artist, you get so much in your zone. Sometimes yeah. you don't. 
you zone out. And yeah. look, and for Travis as an artist and mm-hmm. watching him perform, you know, before and how he how he likes to move his following, like, let's rage, you know, everybody jump and yeah. mosh and go crazy. Yeah. You know, it's like a punk rock concert. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think he was just, ex- this is just part of like, this is it. This is part of what we're doing. And and I don't know what he was seeing from there. He was on a ladder. Yeah, you know yeah, I was doing crazy seen, stuff. And it, it looked crazy. And like the faces, I, I mean, I don't know if he was on, on drugs maybe or he was just so zoned out mm-hmm. yeah. that... He just got lost in the sauce. Mm-hmm. And on the, on the fan side, I mean, that's some scary shit. You know what I mean? Like It is. A, I, I was at, you know, when I went to a, a, the Life of Pablo tour for mm-hmm. um, Kanye West. I was, at the, I was at the forum and I was on the floor under the floating stage. Mm-hmm. And I'm in LA. This is Englewood. You know what I yeah. mean? And I, I, I lived in, in California for 13 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know there's a, there's a certain way you move and there's, cert, there's mm-hmm. certain... It's a certain culture and different things there. You know what I mean? The West mm-hmm. Coast. And I know how dangerous it can be. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this pit and I'm looking around and I see all walks of life. Mm-hmm. I see rich people. I see white people. I see black people. I see gangbangers. I see Indians, red dot and feather. I see mm-hmm. Mexicans. I see all kind, like all kind of different social classes, different kind of cultures. And I'm like, what the hell is going to happen right now? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm in there. I, I even want my cocoa nuts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like I even went there. I I didn't bring any money with me, anything, because I know this is gonna be, crazy. You know I mean? be <laughs> yeah, wild. Yeah, I yeah. seen the videos, and smart. and I didn't know what was gonna happen. It was me, and my sister, um, shout mm-hmm. DJ Pina, and we we're in there, and the concert starts, and the the, the stage is floating over us, and we're singing the music, Damn. and it was very harmonious. I was so surprised. I didn't even know what to think. Yeah, that's and crazy. as a matter of fact, Travis Scott was in the building. He jumped in the crowd with us. Oh, what? <laughs> Travis Scott, DJ Khaled, I, yo, I was rubbing DJ. Everybody was rubbing DJ Khaled's stomach in his that's head, like Buddha. Hilarious. And I'm glad he took off his jewelry before he came into the crowd because mm-hmm. uh, he, yo, yo, he would yo. <laughs> but, but like, it was very harmonious. Okay. And but then again, Kanye West doesn't doesn't hype his his yeah. crowd up like Travis does for his crowd. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen Travis before when yeah. he was here mm-hmm. uh, when the rodeo the came Republic. out at Republic. Yeah, Were you there too? I was there too. He jumped, he staged over right onto my hands. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like, like, do you remember when he was like, he, he was like, went to the edge of the stage into the crowd and he was yelling in people's faces mm-hmm. yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. rage and, yeah. and like, if you're not, sorry, excuse me, if you're not, no, no. if you're not going, if you're not going to get hype, you got to get out to the back or whatever. Like, yeah, it's about yeah, to yeah. get crazy. Yeah. And I was even at the Odd Future show too. Like, oh, yeah. You know, it, gets, it gets crazy. Yeah. So, as an artist, I mean, I don't want to make excuses for him, but you're just in so much of this, you're in this persona and this character, mm-hmm. and it gets out of control, and this is what you want, and this is what you like, yeah. And- but at the expense of what, though, because I think it's still a responsibility. And I'm not making an excuse for him. No, I know, I know. Devil, I'm just saying, devil's advocate for. Right. We're just having a conversation. I think yeah, what you're saying holds truth, though. I mean, it's not like he was behind all the planning for the event and how many staff members they would have. Yeah, and, no, yeah know, I, don't, I don't think he should be official. I don't he's think he should be all the way accountable. Mm-hmm. I think there's a certain responsibility as an artist when you're on stage commanding that much people. I mean, there's videos of Post Malone that you know that popped up now, like of him stopping the crowd. I'm like, you know, hey guys, there's mm. somebody here that's passed out. Let's get mm-hmm. to him. Even uh, Tiana Taylor. They, yeah. All these videos started popping up now. Yeah. I, so I think there's a responsibility as an artist mm-hmm. to kind of keep that, be conscious of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially when you're doing like Lollapalooza and oh, like yes. all these huge um, festivals. What is it, Rolling Loud? And, yeah. And if you see somebody, you know, I mean, 
what, what, what is it to stop and just like, hey, hold up, wait a second. Like, all these big artists have done it. I'm, I was watching Post Malone literally stop his concert. Yeah. Like, yo, we got to help this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that there is a responsibility to the artists. Mm-hmm. But then also, I think the accountability that they're putting on Travis Scott. And, this, and the crazy yeah. thing is, like, people don't realize, like, Travis Scott is not... Is, is, is his persona his character like everybody's saying the satanic is a satanic <laughs> ritual yeah, 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 yeah. I mean we're seeing this is what they said about Marilyn Manson and Alice Cooper and yeah. stuff like that and it's so funny because this is the this is the character they put on this is it's the a dark show imagery. Yeah. yeah it's an imagery you know what I mean yeah. and it's just so crazy how he's getting dragged to the mud yeah, right now and, yeah, yeah. and yo it's it's and it's the same thing happened to Eminem too like this is mm-hmm. although there's some truth to his but yeah man it's just a crazy it's a it's a perfect storm yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that people people had to die too. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it wasn't because of Travis that there was people ripping down the barricade, and there was like twenty thousand more people that. Got oh through. yeah, that yeah. was hurting each other, trampling. Yeah, they were like so so people dancing on ambulances. And, yeah, but if you saw like there's videos during the day of people breaking down the barricades yeah, yeah, and getting yeah, yeah, into yeah. the concert. So that's right there should already be red flag for the event organizers. Like yo, like you, you know, I think as a whole, there this whole thing needs to be looked at. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And maybe not have it in a place where those there's those, those kind of barricades. Have it in like in an amphitheater or arena. Or or it's something. Can, you can control, control it. Control it. Yeah. Control the crowd, you know? Because even if you look at those some of those uh, Travis Scott concerts in the arenas, mm-hmm. there's still space. Yeah. Like when I when I went mm-hmm. to the St. Pablo tour, there was still like everybody bunched up, but there's still space mm-hmm. where like... If they, you, people can move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So... I mean, go, go, coming from that, like what... Throughout your um, musical journey, I guess you can say... What are the experience that you had with like artists you have like talked to or have engaged with or worked with, you know, like what are memorable throughout since 2005 to now that you have with these types of artists? You know, I was just thinking about this too. I was just watching um, Wu-Tang and America, um, American Saga. Great series, by the on, way. It's a great series for Wu-Tang fans, for music. Yeah, music. Uh, yeah, throw your W's up. Yeah. For, 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 for people who want to become an artist. You know what I mean? Seeing the story and like, you know, RZA pretty much breaks it down of, of yeah. how they, that was, that's, that was an example of how they dictated their, their engagement mm-hmm. and, the, and their analytics yeah. to get their deal they wanted. Mm. I mean, oh, I don't want to, oh, sorry. Spoil, Spoil alert. alert. Spoil <laughs> alert. I don't want to mess up season two for you guys. Spoil it all. But did this you guys watch your it? your fault if you didn't watch it. Did you guys watch it? Oh, hell yes. Season 100%. 100%. Okay, damn it. I'm, it's all good. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Wu fan. Obviously, oh, yeah. my name, DJ Inspect, Inspect the Deck. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Yeah. So is that why your name is yeah, DJ so, Inspect? Okay. What's your this, favorite? The show's not about me. No, I want to hear this. Um, so I was a hip-hop fan, and while I was being a DJ, uh, my first name was DJ Pogi because that was my name growing up. Oh, Pogi. Yeah, that was my name growing up. So I was like, why did, might as well use my DJ name, but yeah, I had to. Put this as a meme There we there. go. Ooh. Right there. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there was already another DJ Pogi, and he was, was a friend he, was of mine. Was he Filipino? He's part Filipino. Okay, I say, bro, you can't be, you can't not be Filipino named Pogi. Yeah. No, he's part Filipino. So then I and had to be, change my then, name. Then it would be DJ Pogue. Pogue. <laughs> you'd be Outer Banks, bro. You'd be a Pogue from Outer Banks. I like the references. Damn it, that's re- that's really good. But um, we're in tune with pop culture here. Yes, very. <laughs> Triumph came out. The Ooh. first verse. Abomatomically, Socrates, philosophies, and hypotheses can't deny why I'll be dropping these mockeries. Lyrically perform armed robbery. Flee with, with the lottery. lottery. Plastic they spotting me. Dude. Battle scar, show gun. L- listen to all that. In, I didn't know who that was, so I looked it up. 
It said inspect the deck. Instantly, I became a fan because in the time that came out, no one was rhyming like that. It was incredible. Yeah. Who thinks of who thinks of lines like that? Only the Wu and Inspector Deck. Granted, his album was, eh, but <laughs> that one lyrically tri- was dope. I think yeah. it, I think of the beat selection. Yeah, but I mean that one song got me to be a fan, and I yeah. was like, yo, if I'm gonna be dope in anything I do, just like Inspector Deck. I'm going to be dope at DJ. Damn, that's so dope. Yeah. I had no idea. Well, I, mostly for like, you know, social media, I say inspect the gadget. It's just easier. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it really was that inspect the deck shit, man. <laughs> hey, but now, hey, Wu-Tang has entered a new, a new light in the mainstream. Yes. Right? So a new conscious. So I think you should go with inspect the deck. Should I? Inspect you that. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, learn these and people then you gotta set, <laughs> And then you got to tell them. And then you got to tell them, I bomb atomically Socrates' philosophies yeah. and hypotheses Dude. and then find out who I'll be dropping these. Yeah. And mind. then he says, um, I inspect you see the future see millennium killer B soul 50 gold 60 platinum hey! oh I'm such a fan right now but anyway Cypher. going back um, yeah like so with you and like just just going into the music for, for kids coming in like oh wait that- did you oh wait Sorry, I, I brought up the Wu-Tang American Saga because you asked me about something at yeah, memorable right I was tying it back <laughs> okay my bad Is no, it, were you tying it back yeah, I was talking back to like your experiences and whatnot. Okay, I'm sorry artists. for jumping. I just no, didn't no, wanna, no. I just it was great. I got excited. <laughs> I just want to lose. I didn't want to lose the train of thought because this is a story I've never really shared on any podcast that I've been whoa, on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. Exclusive. Tell him. Tell him. Exclusive. Okay. So, un- unless you were you were there to witness it or you were following me since the beginning, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know this story. Okay. So. Back in, I think it was 2007, 2008. I'm not too sure. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember, but do you remember the N1 basketball? Oh, hell yeah! Mm-hmm. I bought you the know, shoes and everything! Hot, hot, hot sauce. Bone collector. So, yeah. So, the professor. Escalade. <laughs> so, shout out to Hot Lava Entertainment. They actually brought down the N1 basketball tour to Hawaii. Dope. Okay. And it was at the Blaisdell Arena. Okay. And Darnell Jones, shout out to Darnell Jones, mm-hmm. uh, uh, owner of Hot Lava Entertainment. Um probably one of the biggest promoters in Hawaii's history. That's my, my dog. Mm-hmm. But, um, but anyway, so they have the Anwan mixtape tour. He's like, yo, let's, can you perform halftime? Because mm-hmm. I had my single out with BET. It was like big at the time. It was all over 102.7 The Bomb. Mm-hmm. We did The Bomb Birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, BET, the local group. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had, there was all over the radio. He's like, yo, perform your song at halftime. No way. It's like, hell yeah, you're going to tell me twice. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that same weekend as the... Uh, as the the basketball game, mm-hmm. there was Met the Man was in concert at Pipeline Cafe. Oh shit! Okay. I, and I didn't get to go, or I wasn't. I didn't. It was the same. I think it was at night. The Allen basketball game was during the day, mm-hmm. so I, I was oblivious to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm super hyped. I'm going to the, the backstage. I see hot sauce. I see all these like oh. basketball stars tripping out. Like these are guys I watched. I watched and like try to emulate doing crossovers and stuff, and. You know, I, I half time is coming up. Mm-hmm. Guess Are you nervous? Who, guess who comes and walks past me? Who? Redman. Method Man walks past oh. me with his crew, and they go and sit right center court, like on the sideline, right there. Oh shit! I'm like, yo, <laughs> yo. Did that, did that did that drive up the nervousness for you to perform? Like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, I was already in like awe at the moment. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, I, I, I love high pressure situations. Okay, you know, I was always as long as I get my first chihu mm-hmm. and I start going, I'm, I, that's it. You know what I mean. And We're I all hit, in. I'm all in. Yeah. So the song drops. We, I run out with BET. I'm, I'm just like 
so hype. I'm here. I'm I'm living in this moment, looking mm-hmm. around and like, you know, performing my song. Mm-hmm. I'm performing like halfway through. I, I like I, I was in a moment so much that I forgot Method Man was there. Okay. Halfway through, Papa T from BET was like 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 rapping. He was like pointing, going like this, pointing like that. Yeah. And so I turned around and yo. Met the man is in the front row going like this. Hey, <laughs> yo, like this. yo, that's a yo, win, bro. Yo, yo, he's not only bobbing to the music and he's like looking at his boys and they're like all bobbing. And then mm-hmm. I, I give him a shout. I was like, yo, shout out to Met the man. While I'm, while, um, I pop a tea. One of them they were doing their verse. I shout okay. out to Met the man. And he's like, he was like that. He was like, put his hands up. And then I walk oh. over there. I'm just like, in the moment, I walk over there. Without I, thinking, right? Without thinking. Like, I put my hand out. Met the man grabs my hand. We start rocking out for a yo! second. Rocking out. Rocking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Dude. I'm rocking out to Met the Man. He's bobbing, like, you know, he's he's yeah. getting hyped to the music. Shook my hand. Like, mm-hmm. and the, I hear the crowd like screaming and like, mm-hmm. whoa, oh. Damn. Okay. Real recognized. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, suspenseful moment. Mm-hmm. My boy, Dr. Wiz, was filming this whole thing. And one. When you first, when they had they had full rights to any video or anybody taking film on professional cameras. Okay. Oh shit. So before you could leave with the camera, they they had their team seized everybody's oh. stuff because they want to use it for their film, the and one basketball film. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, Doctor Wiz never saw that footage again. No. But check dude. this out. Check this out. So later on the week. My boy hits me up on MySpace. Okay. He's like, yo, check this out. He was at the game. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, check this out. He has a snapshot of the very moment of me shaking Met the Man's hand. Mm. And I still have that. I, it's, I still have that picture to this day. That, dude. Yo. At least you got that memory. That once, I mean, imagine if we had camera phones back then. Where, yeah, I mean, we, had, we had cameras, but it wasn't like how it is now. Yeah, you know? yeah, it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. sidekicks and, and razor phones. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean... Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought that moment footage? was last, lost forever. You should hit up Adam One and be like, "I want my, I want my rights. Where's the I highlight? want my video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want my video. I mean, not that I have seen. I they didn't use my performance part or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, so you can ask uh, for it. It's been over what a long time. Statues of limitations. Yeah, you know what I mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't even know who, where to start, but I'm glad. Shout out to my boy Mark Villanueva. He was he was behind Method Man when mm-hmm. it happened. He took a picture right when it happened. So you see me going like like this, and like I'm shaking Method Man's nice. hands, dude. Wu Tang baby, yeah, M E T H O D. So, man. yo, you know, you, you and know. I never, and and you heard that story first here. I've never shared that on any other podcast oh, or show. That's an exclusive. That's a hell of an exclusive. exclusive. So Jesus. If, if you if you are just catching up with me now, like it, it was a, the picture was up on MySpace and I think maybe like Facebook mm-hmm. when it first started. But like I, that's I've never talked about that story since then, mm. bro. That is intense. Like okay, so in. And going in honor that, of you honoring your name, <laughs> DJ Inspector Day. Thank you, thank you. No, but like, like just stuff like that. Like having high pressure situations. Like, were you always like that? I love it since the I beginning. Since the beginning, I love it because they're, they're like you know there there are a lot of people that would go into these pressured situations and you know what, you know what, crack. you know what, I love the feeling of like everything gets it's so high pressure that everything becomes quiet and mm-hmm. you can hear your heartbeat in your Yes, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. You know what I mean? That's like like Eminem says, you know, your palms are sweaty, mm, knees weak, weak, arms, arms are heavy. Yo, that's real. Yeah. It I is real. It. And you know how I, you know how I get over that feeling? Yeah. Every time I perform, I mean, I, if you, if ask anybody who's seen me perform, I always start off somehow with some kind of chihu, like get the crowd going. As soon yeah. as I hear the crowd, mm. and it's inevitable. I'm a. Hey, 
performing in the mainland and performing overseas, mm-hmm. it's crazy. They do the same thing too. No way. They shoot you back. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think it just go like they copy you. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, yeah. Might be, it might sound like Yahoo or like Hachu. At least you got the engagement <laughs> though. Yo, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Like, I mean, but if, if there's ever a Polynesian concert or there's Polynesians in the house, mm-hmm. it, it, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. to a, I performed did you do the at one the House in, um, of Blues in um, Anaheim. Did you do the one in San Diego? San Diego, yes. San Diego, I did the same thing. Island Vibe Dope. Music Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember doing it Opening up for Fiji at Anaheim, Anaheim House of Blues. Sick. Sold out crowd. We're in LA. You know yep. what I mean? We're with the Polys. Yup. Mm-hmm. And my, I ran out. I was like, if y'all ready to party with Fiji, or if y'all having a good time, let me hear you say, cheer. Bro, the yeah. whole place went crazy. <laughs> what, what is the feeling like getting, how many people attended? Sold out four or 5,000 people? Uh, I think it's like yeah, close to that, 7,000. So. All of them chihooing. Yeah. Like, how, what is that feeling like? It's nothing like opening up for Chris Brown at the Blaisdell Arena, sold out arena, and yelling out, go doing the same thing and yeah. doing that and hearing a freaking arena doing it back yeah. to you. By the way, Chi Hu, can you please explain Chi Hu to our listeners? Chi Hu is actually... <laughs> <laughs> no, this dead ass because we get, we get listeners everywhere. Well, so. it's, it's actually, it's, it's, it's called, it's, it's, it's something the Polynesians do. It's, it's, it's based from, if I'm not mistaken, please fact check me in the mm-hmm. comments, but... The Samo- it comes from the Samoan culture. Uh, it's called a fa'umu. So mm-hmm. it's pretty much a, 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 a gesture of happiness. So if you're having a good time or mm-hmm. something like to hype somebody up, you know. And yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it happens in ceremonial dances. Mm-hmm. And they just go, Chahoo! you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And here in Hawaii, it's, just, it's, become, of every, it's be- become part of everyday culture. You yes. know what I mean? Everybody does it. And mm-hmm. that's just something... That I like to add to my show because it just creates the engagement, and it's just that for me, it, for me, it, it tapers off that that pressure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when I hear it back, it's like, okay, it's go time. Yeah. It's yeah. go time. It's time to go. So with all that, right? Like you doing these high pressure. So what? What are your? Have you met celebrities? And like, have they been entertained besides like artists? I'm yeah, talking yeah. about like like um, movie stars, TV stars, all that kind of stuff. I don't know, man. I'm kind of an like. It's it's hard to ask me that. Like I'm kind of like an anomaly when it comes to that because mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta look at it like I was sitting on my mom's lap at my dad's world title fight sitting next to Jerry Buss the owner of the Lakers and Magic Johnson you know mm. what I mean I was shaking my Mr Miyagi from Karate Kid was backstage wait, my wait, dad's. wait 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 you met Mr Miyagi yeah Wayne Caprita bro but he was what? at my if he was at my dad's world title fight Damn. first one WBA Dude, I'm such a fan yo and I was. And I was only like four years old, maybe, and I was a starstruck because I was a huge Karate Kid fan. Yeah, you know I, I think mean? we all were back mm-hmm. then, you know. And to see him come in, and he mm-hmm. was drunk. <laughs> Face was red, and like he was just having a good time. I mean, not drunk, bad drunk. He was having was a good sake. time. Sake, sake's real though. But I just remember like him walking in, and like my mom, like, look, it's Mr. Miyagi. And, like, I'm just like. <gasps> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, where's my my, my head ties? <laughs> like, I was going nuts. Yo, throwing crane kicks. So like, I'm, yo, <laughs> I, like, so it's it's weird for me. Like, I was born into like, like this kind of limelight world. situations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my dad's training camp in Big Bear was Oscar De La Hoya, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Jesus Floyd Mayweather Jr. was close to my dad back in those days. You know what I mean? Damn. You know, you yeah. can you can go to Floyd. I promise you, you can go to Floyd and say, "Do you remember the Hawaiian punch?" He's gonna. He's gonna bring up a story. There's a funny story that my my dad and, and Floyd Mayweather when they were um, when we were up at Big Bear training camp up in L.A. Mm-hmm. So they go to Big Bear because the higher elevation it expands the lungs, thinner mm-hmm. air, it's harder to breathe. Okay. 
So in this training, oh, that's actually a thing. Yeah, it's actually a thing. I thought that was only in movies. <laughs> no, nah, it's for real. It's a real thing because my dad would have me go up there to to uh, condition with them when I was uh, in playing sports in high school. Is that what that mask mm-hmm. is? You know that high that elevation high mask. elevation mask. That's yeah. what that's supposed to emulate. It's, it's mm-hmm. what's supposed to emulate, but it's nothing near. Yeah. You go up to Big Bear and try and run ten yards, bro. You like you you feel like your your, your lungs are gonna explode. You know what I mean? Jesus it's crazy. Christ. So, um, when they were in training camp, my dad got there was. Uh, somebody at the gym, I guess, who did like fabrication. Okay. So he got two rebars and heavy rebars, and he made them into fist weights. So when mm-hmm. he'd run, he'd hold on to the weights. I think mm-hmm. they were like a couple pounds. Yeah. And he would shadow box with them and and just hold. Just oh, like, that shit gets heavy. Fast. Well, I mean, yeah, especially if you're running up in high elevation. Yeah. Running seven miles or whatever the case seven may be. Seven miles or whatever it Jesus is. Jesus Christ! Know? So one day, <laughs> running running past Floyd Mayweather, mm-hmm. and I think he's finishing. Floyd Mayweather's just starting. And he says, "Hey, Hawaiian Punch, what what is what you got in your hands?" And he's like, "Oh, it's, it's a weights, you know, heavy weights, so like it helps hand speed and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. conditioning." And then a couple of days later, Floyd Mayweather was past. He's like, "Hey, Hawaiian Punch," <laughs> and he has a, the, he has the same weights. That's so weights dope. Yeah, your dad's nickname for Floyd Mayweather was Hawaiian Punch. No, my dad's nickname is oh, Hawaiian Punch. Oh, that's Hawaiian a Punch. sick nickname. That is a yeah. sick name, actually. That's so sick. But we, we we knew we were we were uh, around. Floyd when he was pretty boy Floyd it wasn't mm. Money Mayweather mm. so but he was still the beast though you yeah. know what I mean so yeah. tying back to your dad right and we're talking about work ethic just like how yes. you explained with the story yep. in music right how often do you go in in creation to like making your music and how much uh, is it natural to you do you force it like what is your approach towards uh, creating songs tracks I mean at this point in my career everything Everything I do is critical because okay. I've done so much and I've already have created a brand mm-hmm. and people know me as this brand. So when I, I can't just like, it's harder for me nowadays to go and create something mm-hmm. because I have to have all these things in mind. You know okay. what I mean? I can't just be like, pull something from the air and it's mm-hmm. harder to I, experiment. I, I mean, I could, mm-hmm. but then you have eyes. I want to, my, my presentation for me is so critical and how I want to deliver something to somebody and my art form. Mm-hmm. And now having control, like, Nowadays of your of your masters and everything you create your mm-hmm. content because we're now we're considered content creators right mm-hmm. so having control of everything I do now is very important to me yeah. so every song I do everything mm-hmm. there has to be some something behind it some kind of story something has to like like purpose purpose heavy mm-hmm. purpose goes with everything I do and all the way down to the music videos all the way down to the way I post something mm-hmm. you know that's connected with it and all the way down to like something like this you know like mm-hmm. just talking to you guys on this mm-hmm. podcast yeah so i try to uh i try to just go with the feeling so i'll never like say okay i gotta go and record this for this time mm-hmm. like uh, when i feel something good and i start creating something or writing something put something together mm-hmm. and when i finally feel it's good enough then i'll go in the studio do a skeleton copy mm-hmm. lay it down see how i feel about it listen again and then do you do you give you do you give yourself days to like let it sit and then go back or do you like constantly just work on it? It depends. Day in, day how, out? It depends because if it's something I really like, mm-hmm. then it'll keep rapid fire. But if mm-hmm. it's something I'm not sure of mm-hmm. and I got to get a second opinion, then then it might take days or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But um, and then there's sometimes where like the end of 2020, where mm-hmm. I just went Voltron. Like after working with. Um, Olsen and all the artists, you know, mm-hmm. shout out to Cody and, and um, OG. AVK. And OG, you yeah, already know. At the AV Club. Working with them on the, the Locked In series. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you only get one moment in this to 
to have like that freshman like energy mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. first starting off mm-hmm. and like you're first feeling this euphoric feeling. Thing. yeah yes yeah. and yeah. that i'm way past that yeah. so like for me any anytime i can find that kind of energy mm-hmm. and like just like grasp it and like feed off of it mm-hmm. like that was a main moment for me to be in those locked in sessions and, mm-hmm. and listen and be around these young artists and feel that energy and feel like just their excitement to relive that yeah. somewhat that and, euphoric feeling and then boom inspiration I, I, yeah inspiration <laughs> hit and then like i had these ideas it just wasn't laid down yet yeah but then it, then it all started piecing together and like i i i'm not gonna lie i took i like i always want to be a sponge especially yes. to the to the ogs to the new cats coming up mm-hmm. and there's little things i've heard like in their cadences and the mm-hmm. way they write mm-hmm. and and things that i thought that attracted get had engagement mm-hmm. that would that could apply to my sound and, and mm-hmm. my brand so it was all together like mixed together with the inspiration and that freshman energy mm-hmm. and then boom i went and recorded like 12 songs like i just felt it and mm-hmm. i had like, some of these beats that i had were stashed from like three years ago Jeez. But i knew i wanted to do something with it because i yeah. knew there was something special about it mm-hmm and then well not everybody can have the juju energy you know what I oh mean? yeah no nah, yeah <laughs> oh and, that, and and like juju the main example like just to have his energy and and, and charisma in there mm-hmm. like that just feeling all that you know everybody from top to bottom i, I got inspiration somehow some way from mm-hmm, the producers yeah. to the artists to the engineers mm-hmm. and just being around this you know what i mean and then boom I, I started recording fourth quarter and then yeah like so there's moments of inspiration and there's sometimes where like it's a little bit more carefully calculated but everything i do is a lot more calculated than before like mm. in those days of the mixtapes i just record everything and anything and just like to see what would stick yeah. what, would, mm. what was yeah. popular you know what i mean yeah, what, what, yeah. What, what, what people wanted to hear from me so this right. this is this i've talked to artists on this podcast about this and i want to ask you because it's a different perspective um the hawaii identity Okay. Right. As a hip hop artist, everyone's like in like in fights with like, oh, Hawaii should have an identity, like a sound like the Bay has a sound. Houston has a sound and whatnot. But what is our sound? And with these kids like, well, I, I don't want to say kids. I'll say, you know, freshmen, next generation, in the, you know, next generation in <clears throat> the music industry. They're like, yo, I'm just going to do me because no one's teaching me. No one's helping me. I'm going to do whatever I see on. You know, I want to be the next Juice World. I want to be the next Triple X. I want to be the next, you know, X, Y and Z. And, you know, there's no camaraderie. I can see it now with, like, people that work, like, here with the newer generation and older. But, like, there's still a lot that feel jaded to the fact that, you know, the newer generation is like, bro, no one's teaching me shit. No one's inviting me. No one's, you know, helping me out. When I say I want to be an artist, they don't take me serious. They feel like there's gatekeepers. Yeah, they feel like there's gatekeepers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a show and prove it's thing? Always, it's always been you know? like that, though. Yeah. You know, and I, and I feel like the that's part of... The young, the, the next generations of growth. That's how yeah. they figure out. Okay, what's my sound? They gotta mm. maybe sample, some, sound like somebody. Because at one point we all sounded like somebody. Like yes. I, you know, when I first started, you know, I emulated Jay Z so much, and mm. and you know, mm. I wanted to mix it with with Hawaii, and like I emulated, you know, I, I was like, hey, how can I mix Jay Z with like Sudden Rush or like Big T's and like put mm. all these things together? Trying and at one point, bruh, you want to know something crazy? What I remember. At my job back in like 2007, this is my first album dropped, and I walked into work, and 
It's the funniest thing. <laughs> I walked into work and Mims was playing on the radio. <laughs> and my coworkers thought I was Mims. That's fucking Like, yo, hilarious. your song was on the radio. I was like, what? What song are you this talking about? This is why I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was another one like this or something like oh, that. Oh, like this. Like, yeah. this. like, like this. this. I don't know what it was, but yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, uh, cool. But, I mean, so like, and I wasn't purposely trying to sound like Mims, but I think yeah. in the beginning, the like influence, the, you know, and, and these the, the new the next generation is hungry. I was hungry. I, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't trying to listen to any OGs or anything like that. Yeah. It comes with time. Yeah, you know? yeah. it's and, that young, arrogant like drive. Yeah, 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 and that's good to have. Yes, you know, and you got to go through all these things. You got to that's part of the journey. Go mm-hmm. through all these things because you're gonna eventually hit a ceiling, mm-hmm. and they're gonna you're gonna take a seat, sit back and like, wait, why isn't this working? Mm-hmm. You know, why why is I'm making music that sounds just like Juice World or just like Kendrick or just like but why is it not popping? Travis and why is it not popping and they're gonna realize okay wait maybe I gotta get away from that so I can kinda have an identity you know what mm-hmm. I mean man that's Chris, so true Chris went through that right Chris now Styles, hey, Chris Styles gave, made had one of the best shout out Chris Styles yeah shout out to my boy my, my co-worker brother Chris Styles. not a coolie here we go. yeah not a coolie in the house <laughs> me and Chris Styles from the same block by the way um but um do you really yeah, we lived on the same street. It was it was me down a couple of houses down. Hip hop legacy, Papa, Papa, T, Papa T from BT. No way. And across the street from him was Chris Styles. Holy shit! Yo, yo, it was crazy. You surround yourself with legends. Yeah. You're gonna be a legend. <laughs> yeah. But um, but he made this point like in a room full of cows, the purple cow is always gonna stand out. True. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. So why 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 be in a room? Why be a, a a regular black and white cow when you can be the purple cow mm-hmm. yeah. you know it's gonna take you longer Get to but, be accepted <laughs> but if you keep feeding these people that you know I'm a purple cow I'm a purple cow I'm a purple cow I'm a purple cow yeah. five years from now I'm like yo that's I know that that's, purple that's, cow the purple cow <laughs> he is a purple cow people are gonna be like yo. hey did you know cows are purple or no people would be <laughs> like, change like, the norm right uh, and then people would be like hey you know DJ Inspect oh yeah the purple cow <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean or you know yeah, purple yeah. cow you mean yeah. DJ Inspect yeah, you know? yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's, a, there's an ongoing meme right now that I really hate and it still hasn't died. It's slowly dying. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm never going to say it. Don't ever say it. If you're listening to this podcast, I hope, I hope, I'm, I'm hoping that it's not. Is, this, is it singing? No. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. No, it's not singing. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't like that one either. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you. I'm, thank you for not saying it because I know you're thinking what I'm thinking. No, I know exactly. And I swear to God, page. my son says it like in conversation out of nowhere. We'll just be talking and then be like, Dad, guess what? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I know it. You know what he's talking about, right? I'm an island boy. Okay, okay. So I, I have I have a very different perspective on that. I actually like that song. Those guys are geniuses, man. No, the, it sounds In good. In the wrong ways. I I think the impression is what makes it bad. The look of him. Yeah. Yeah. So like, well, let's not run this. It's not a good song. No, I'm not saying it's not a good song. It sounds it's good though. It's, it's catchy. catchy. It's catchy. And I think like you know. Just by it's it's not uh, received well just because of how they look. But let's be honest. Like look at Six Nine, look at Triple X, look at Trippy Red, look at um, Lil Skies. All those guys fit the image of what those guys are, and they're accepted by the youth. Nowadays, it's not about like you know looking you know oh it's still Gucci'd up and shit. But it's more like you know if it sounds good, it sounds good. I don't give a fuck what they look like, and if they look if that fits what they look like, like I like that, then so be it. But you know, it just goes back to music being subjective. Yes, you know, it's it, a young man's game. Yeah, but I mean, even like for consumers, mm-hmm. listeners, it's still it goes back to being subjective. Like you mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. If you like, you like what you like. Yeah. yeah, you know. So what is what is your opinion on trash music? When someone says, "Oh, that shit's trash," what I don't believe like? any music is trash. Hundred percent. I'm on the same page. I, I believe. I believe it's subjective. I believe it's. Wait. Okay. It's, wait. Wait. Let me take it back. There, there are some agreeable hundred percent that there's like really bad songs that are quality wise. Mm, I don't know, man. I, I have a different perspective on it. Really? At me being an artist, who am I to say that a song is bad? That's why I like K. If anybody has ever reached out to me asking me my opinion on their songs, mm-hmm. my 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 uh, response is always going to be like, you know, I can't answer that because I don't think any song is bad. Mm-hmm. It's up to you whether you think that song is bad. Interesting. It's up to your crowd or your your followers if that song is bad. If you have followers, then they like your song. Like, who am I to say that DJ Inspect drops a single? Who am I to say that? That shit sucks. True. But you have a thousand people that love that song. True. So I'll never say a song is whack. I'll say, to me, I, I, I would say, I, like for me, I think um, the integrity of like the meaning of the song, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Might be whack. Mm-hmm. Like where it's coming from, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Might be whack. But a song, to me, I can never say a song is whack. Mm. Because... Like, 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 who am I to say? Like, if, if it's hip hop, I ain't KRS One. I'm not DJ Cool Herc. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you your song is whack because you know you might put this song out like Soldier Boy did with with Crank That, mm-hmm. but you created an audience for it. So yeah, anything look, you like, you can find others who like that same thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think anybody if, if you're if you're being creative and making something, mm-hmm. even if you know it's not my preference, mm-hmm. you know, do do your thing. Mm-hmm. Do it. Be great at it. Whatever it is that you want to do, be great at making that style of... Keep doing that thing. Mm-hmm. If you like it, if and you, you love it, if yeah. you're into it, you're passionate about it, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Keep doing it. <laughs> keep point, doing point it. Point is, let them know. If you like Reach. it, don't let anybody say what you're doing or your art form is trash. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's just their opinion. Yes. And you know what they say about opinions. You know what I mean? Mm. So if, if you like it and you love it and it's making you like wake up every day and want to do it again mm-hmm. and keep doing it. And you can only get better at it. Yeah, you can only <laughs> yeah. get better at it. So, like, yeah, so that that's that's how I respond. I don't think any music is trash. I might not like, I'm, it might not be my preference. Yes. I won't listen to it. Yes. But, yeah. I mean, I don't think anything is trash. Well, because, like, I mean, look, hey, look, look at, look at fashion today. Stuff that was being sent to yeah. Salvation Army it's now being the thing. Like one man's trash Yo, is another man's treasure. I just went to Goodwill the other day and bought like twenty shirts for like under fifty and, bucks. And I, <laughs> yeah, and, hey, and one of those shirts might be worth a hundred dollars to yeah. somebody else. Yep. So like you know, it's crazy how things work. Oh man, and it's weird. Like there's a, there's a cycle of things. And where, you know what it comes with? And you know what that's all about? Like that's that comes down to like your 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 energy. Yes. You gotta have that positive energy. You start thinking negative like that, something's trash. Then your your spirit is trash, and your energy is mm. trash. But I, I think I think negative energy is necessary in some cases because you need to have, you know, you need to. Okay, I'm not saying you need to have negative energy. You need to acknowledge the negative energy. Right? Oh yeah, definitely. Because because mm. that brings adversity. I, 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 and there's there's always gonna be that. But like, but for me, like my inspiration to others is like. Yeah, there's that negative energy and you can think something is trash or whatever mm-hmm. and like think negative about it. But what does that make you for judging something else? True. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yes. You're bringing, that, you're bringing that energy upon yourself. Mm. And then that, does that, that, might, that might change your way of thinking and the way you move. Mm-hmm. And then you might not be able to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. It can you only slow I mean? you down, man. Which brings me to Yeah You. Yeah You. Yeah You. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the song you. <laughs> that uh, you created. That, that, and that's what I mean by Hawaii's identity. And since we're talking about songs, Yeah You is such a... Um, like, like you said in the in like I think it was text message DM. You're like, yeah, you can play that thing in the church and it still goes off, right? Hey, it's it's that real. clean. Like BB tape volume two, right? Yes. So, like, really good job on that one. Man. Yeah, it was. Thank you. I, I want to know, because I know it's your brand, right? To do like, wait, wait, is, wait. You say BB tape? Mm-hmm. Oh no, I'm not a BB tape. Oh. Like, that's a different. That's yeah, yes, you. you. Oh yes, you. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, this is yeah, you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, you. Why no, you say, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, because you said yeah, you, but it's yes to you. I think BB Tape, I think Roll Them yeah, have yeah, yes they, you. They have yes to you, yeah, yeah. Right, which right. is good. Like, we're talking which about the same is, thing? No, 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 there's a different I'm song. So, I'm so, I'm so which is good. Which is, no, I'm so wait, 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 let, 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 <laughs> I like this point because people have been in my DMs and like people with negative energy have been around me and they're like, yo, and they're like, yo, you know, Anna V has a song called Yeah You. I was like, yep, so does Fiji. Mm. And BB Tape, there's Yes You. Yeah. And there's another song I've seen that says Y-A-H-U, Yeah You. But you know what, though? That's good, because they're all from Hawaii. We all say Yeah You. Yeah. I didn't make up Yeah You. Mm-hmm. I heard my, my uncle says it religiously, and like it popped up in my, my mind for a chorus. Mm-hmm. Look up my song, Yeah You. And then you're going to see Anna V's Yeah You. Then you're going to see BB mm-hmm. Tape's yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yes, you. yes You. Then you're going to see Fiji's Yeah You. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I saw him looking at this that way. Right, right, right. And then I have a song called Hawaiian Time. Mm-hmm. And my, my, my boy Sons of Wakea with, with uh, Cody have a song called Hawaiian Time. And people mm-hmm. were in my, in my DMs about that. Or like there was a whole post on, I'm not even going to shout out the page because I think that page is negative energy. Mm-hmm. But I like how you, how you, you thought about it and you're like, mm, negative yeah. energy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to highlight that because anyway. That's real. Same thing. Yeah. Yo, check out my song Hawaiian Time. And it will lead you to Sons of Waikia, Hawaii, mm-hmm. and mm. vice versa. It gets the look, at least. Yeah, I mean, it just, as long as we're doing it, mm-hmm. I'd be mad if somebody from California was singing something Hawaiian time. They weren't Hawaiian like or they weren't from here. Like Pokeballs. <laughs> like, Poke like Fat Joe did Aloha. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> that song was okay. It was, yeah, it was for, okay. for the time. Yeah. <laughs> we did a remix, actually, Mean the Angry Locals. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, so, shit. For, for one of the um, mixtapes. But, but yeah, so. That's the negative energy I'm talking about, like turning it into something positive. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that just it's all how that, you look at it. That just brings more engagement and more attention to what we're doing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, okay, so like you know how you guys like you have yeah, yeah you yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Do you think that's because I know I notice like uh, newer artists, they think that's kind of cringy. Like it's like kind of you know corny in a sense to a, like newer artists like like, uh, like, like white influence white influence kind of I think you gotta you know I mean? there's a way to do it you gotta figure out yo you gotta listen to my music 15 years ago if you thought I, I, I cringe because I was trying to figure it out yeah how to apply mm. local culture to the music mm-hmm. I'm sure you know other artists who are back from that time you know mm-hmm. feel the same way I mean we, we all do of our old well, we, we always evolve right? yeah 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 but but I think it's figuring out how to apply it. Like for me, I, how can I how can I in- incorporate local culture, but not just saying like Hawaii, 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 Hawaii all over mm-hmm. the track. You know what I mean? Or eight oh eight, eight oh eight, eight oh eight, or 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 just everything Hawaii or lingo or like 
pigeon lingo. Like, how can I make it palatable? You know? But you know what's crazy? What? You know what's crazy? I say that, but then I get people from that have my old albums. They're like, bro, how's this? Your song is so killer. Like, my son's, my son's friend, he's a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. My, my, one of my son's best friends loves my stuff from, like, 2007. And he's like, raps it and sings it. And it's, like, like stuff that I can't, Interesting. Even, I can't even stand hearing. <laughs> but it's coming around a full circle. Because then you hear, like, the, stuff like the BB tape. And these guys are getting back to that ling- lingo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they do it very well. But we were oh, doing we were that. That stuff was being done yeah. by the angry locals, mm. and I was doing that stuff like back in 2007, and it wasn't accepted back then. I'll mm. tell you that much. <laughs> oh, it was accepted, but but it, it was accepted. It was niche. It was niche. Yeah, mm. it was accepted because I I did sell out my my first album. I had 10,000 copies sold out in mm. Walmart's Borders and nice. off, off the trunk. Damn. So I was doing something right. You yeah. know what I mean? But that's a flex. But we didn't. We didn't quite know how to make it go across the board to every i guess demographic yes you know mm-hmm. what i mean to where now it's more accessible where now like yeah you is being played in in cali radio in uk florida radio uk because of my boy dj inspector you already here. know <laughs> you know what i mean and and it's figuring out how to put the lingo the culture with the beats mm-hmm, right. you know maybe the the beats are more in tune with the mainstream now mm-hmm. you know they're up to par mm-hmm. i don't know what it is i mean it's just years of trying to figure it out yeah and that's just trying to you know this the whole sound thing like for me a hawaii sound okay like for example you go to a, a party in hawaii okay and you know where you everybody's dancing everybody is dancing at a local party yes. i'm talking about like you know you go to your hood like uh, my pahu kunia whatever yeah. and you're 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 at uh, this first baby birthday party graduation party mm-hmm. what is i know you know because you're a dj but the general public <laughs> what are the songs that everybody dances to okay without of obvious obviously electric slide well you're in waipahu that's okay. the anthem obviously obviously <laughs> but genuine's pony yes mark morrison's return of the Mac. of course Bruno Mars, twenty-four carat. Yeah. Okay, wait. So look, look, look at all the look at all the similarities. What's the BPM? You can two-step to all those things. Yes. Every culture: Filipinos, Samoans, Hawaiians. Mm-hmm. You know, Popolos. Oh, step Hawaiians. in the name of love. You say Samoan. Yeah. yeah I mean, step in the name. All, but what is a tempo? Yeah. Two-step. Well, look at twenty-four carat. The album from Bruno Mars. That took him to a. For me, I don't know. Like that album connected to everybody in the eye. Like he was popping popping before that. Here. Yeah. But, he, but, but when he dropped 24 Karat, yeah. when it had that groove to it. That funk groove. That funk groove. Yeah. Like, we may not have a sound, but there's a tempo. You yes. know what I mean? There's a tempo here. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I'm giving out my secret. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, if you listen to a lot of stuff that I do, is now, like, that's my tempo. Mm-hmm. And I feel like add a dope beat at this tempo with a sprinkle of a little bit of Hawaii culture in it, mm-hmm. but not too much. Mm-hmm. Like, for me... I can only speak for myself as an artist, mm-hmm. my age brand. That's how I tie my, I guess, my somewhat Hawaii sound to my music. To be palatable for yeah. the rest of the world to hear. Yes. Yeah. And, but people in Hawaii still love it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think we proved it with these, these, these singles that I've released this past year. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? With Red flags. Yeah, yeah. Flags up and then we get action and then yeah. Hawaiian time and yeah, you. So, and Zebland that I had um, put out two years ago that was... By the way, thank you. I want to say thank you because when you send me, when I ask, oh, can I have the track or where can I purchase it? You send it to me in email with the intro. 
Yes. You know, the DJ intro. You have to. Oh, sure. Yeah, the clean, the dirty. <laughs> That's what's up. No, no like, okay. So since are, we're here, we're, okay, go ahead. You can finish. Yeah, most, most artists, whenever I hit them up, I say, yo, bro, I always hit them with, where can I buy it? I, I never ask it straight up because I want to support, honestly. And if it's your prerogative to send it to me for free, that's fine. And I appreciate whatever you give. But the professionalism, I think only two people have done it that I've asked. Is you and, do you know Tails from Tsunami Mob? Oh, yep. yeah. 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 You two are the only ones that have sent me, hey, can I have the track? Yeah, bro. No question. Boom. Intro dirty. Intro clean. Clean. Dirty. Remix. <laughs> acapella. Instrumental. I'm like, holy shit! I didn't even ask for this. But that's what I was. Gro- I was, you know, shout out to Cup Master Spaz. He taught me this. And mm-hmm. the, the, uh, James Coles from uh, Legendary DJ and and, and Radio Guy, um, DJ Cool E. Um, shout out Cool E, the mentor. Yeah, the OG. Um, I don't want to forget anybody, but a lot of these guys taught me back when I was first starting, like how DJ packs work. Mm-hmm. So I've always been that way. Even like when it was still CDs giving it to DJs, mm-hmm. it was always uh, the radio edit, the dirty, the dirty version, mm-hmm. the instrumental, the acapella. Mm-hmm. And then to put more sugar on it, you know, the, the whipped cream on top, you mm-hmm. add a DJ drop. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Yo, what's I up? Still this, use this, it. <laughs> yo, what's up? This I had to come on a classic. You're rocking my boy DJ Inspect on the ones and twos. A siren. Yo, you already know. But you know, it just creates a relationship with these DJs, mm-hmm. and I've learned that from the beginning. Like, I was doing that. So when I when I release a single, like, yo, shout out to all the artists. This is some giving you guys some gems. I know I'm freaking taking notes. When you make a single, <laughs> when you make a single, and you send out the DJ packs, radio edit with the A bar intro at least, a dirty version. You can include that if you want to. Um, the actual track version. You can do an acapella and instrumental, yeah. but I understand why some. Artists don't want to include acapellas because then mm-hmm. some people make remixes and, and the remixes don't sound as good, or they make remixes and or they'll take your your, your words or phrases and they'll, and they'll cut it and use it for other things. And you don't even get revenue for well, it. Well, yeah. you don't have any creative control over yeah. it. Yeah, sometimes it might not be something you agree with. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? One hundred percent. And then and then to add a add a little extra sauce and create a relationship with the DJs, make a DJ drop. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. Yo. Inspect. I know you can vouch for me. Oh yeah! Isn't that a dope thing for a DJ to have an artist saying your name, shouting any, you out? Any artist in any caliber, because one, it shows appreciation to the DJ. Yeah. This is for all the DJs, uh, yeah. all the artists. It's just from from one DJ me. Um, when you get um, drops from artists, it's like a thank you. Like, oh, I'm, I, I want to play your song. I think your song is dope. This is the thank you. Yo, you're rocking with X, Y, and Z. Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah. This is it's a respect. Yeah, thing, you know, like for me and I. I, I love, like shout out to my OGs who taught me that the, the DJs in the game who taught me that mm-hmm. because I have noticed that it does create a relationship. It gets more love mm-hmm. from the DJs and like I've I've sent it to DJs in Cali, East Coast, and mm-hmm. it's crazy that every once in a great while I've heard before people say, "Yo, I heard this DJ player shout out mm-hmm. in Cali," you know, like and you know, just being at somewhere somewhere else besides Hawaii where you where you grew up in, yeah. just to hear your drop elsewhere yeah. in LA, yeah. that's huge. Crazy. It's crazy. So artists, make the DJ pack. And every time I drop a single, I make a DJ. I, I, I have a list of DJs and their emails. So I make a DJ pack and I send it to every single. It, it takes me maybe like two days to finish. Mm-hmm. But there must be like. But it's that kind of hustle and work you got to put in, right? It's like, it's like around two to three hundred emails. Jesus Christ. But hey. That's a lot of and work. And you know, and all you got to do it like, we're, we're, hey, 
We're spitting game, dropping gems. <laughs> and when you make your email, make a general default phrase, like a paragraph. Mm-hmm. If you know, try and make it as personable as possible. Make it so you can cut the person's name out and then put another person's name. <laughs> yo, yo, aloha. Hey, inspect. yo, this is this is real. Aloha, inspect. I just I just dropped my brand new single. Yeah, you. Mm-hmm. It's this. It's it sounds like this. It's a vibe like this. Vibe like this. I would greatly appreciate. I greatly I greatly appreciate your time and checking it out. And if there's any chance that it fits the vibe of your DJ programming, mm-hmm. I would greatly appreciate any kind of spins. Mm-hmm. Boom, and, that's it. And look what happened, Shocking, bro. Yo. And now we're <laughs> and now yeah, you is in the UK. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's it like like I said. There's there's very few artists that you know outside of my circle that I've worked with that have given me that proper respect coming out of Hawaii and and you guys deserve that because that's how the music is played you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I I I don't I don't man and we've talked about it earlier on this on the show like DJs are so important Mm -hmm. they're very important yeah you know what I mean yeah so I mean nowadays things are different but back then music wasn't being heard if it weren't for the DJs yeah oh yeah definitely but yo I know you guys have been to a club or a bar and the, and the DJs are whack. You see what the yeah, vibe it says. We're not naming names. <laughs> and, and you've been to a, a place or event where the DJ is dope. You see what kind of like, yeah. what kind of energy it brings out. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just watching this guy spin. Yeah. You know, you just I'm need that. Every time. You just, you. you just, you need the DJ. You need a dope DJ. You need, and DJs yeah. like, and to like put some pressure on the DJs too. Like be as dope as you can at your craft. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's kind of hard because there's, I, I, you're in music, so you would understand this. Is that the split between what a DJ is now to a generation now is different from how we understand it? Yeah. So like, a DJ, it doesn't matter what you spin on a controller, or whatever, and it shouldn't matter. But it's more so the show than it is the actual like song selection, yes. right? Since I would hear DJs that are newer, dude, they don't even transition well. They're just and that's like, terrible. I want to play this. I want to play this. And, and I going, play back, this. going back to Hawaii parties, when I'm hearing Return of the Mac. And somebody stops a song and then plays the next song. That's whack. Like it, it, it messes up my flow. I'm yeah. feeling good. Yeah, yeah. When, when you go into from return of the match to to this is how we do it. You know what I mean? I, I want to I want to feel a perfect transition and yeah. keep dancing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And that means everything. And and shout out to DJs too who expand their brand and get on the mic and and you know hype the party up because that's mm-hmm. really what it's about. You know, you're 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 providing an experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So like even with all that, you know. You trying out the four elements like DJing, breakdancing, um, you know, graph, but you chose MC. You also chose another venture, you know. Uh, you're acting now. Or not now, but you've been acting for oh, quite a bit. Acting up. I'm from the West Side, bro. <laughs> we yeah, act no. up all the time. The real West, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, you, you do acting <laughs> ventures. I want to get in a little bit of that. Like, because, you know, music is your first passion, your love. Yes. But you also wanted to venture into acting. How was that like for you coming from a musician standpoint? Let me clarify. I've always like marveled in it like and and just was like thought it was dope mm-hmm. to have like see Will Smith, LL Cool J is like like one of my biggest inspirations. Mm-hmm. Um Snoop Dogg, like see these guys go into acting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my aspiration to like Yo, I'm going to do this and I want to be an actor. Mm -hmm. Yo, my whole acting thing started because of music. Mm -hmm. I was asked to be on Hawaii Five-0 in the background as a performer in a scene. Mm -hmm. And then ended up, the casting director saw me and said, she she saw me as like playing a part, like Mm -hmm. a role. 
and asked me if I want to read some lines. Mm-hmm. And like I was like, oh hell yeah! <laughs> I was gonna be just in Say the background <laughs> singing, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up reading lines. They liked it, and they picked me up as a character on the show for Y Five O. And that's kind of just what. That's dope. It wasn't yeah. my like I and and it was just being at the right place, right time, kind of. Yeah, thing. and and I was I, and I had some experience on, behind the camera. I mean, of course, making music videos were 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 kind of like acting. Yes. and I love making music videos. I love mm-hmm. performing and 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 making. If you watch my music videos from even the beginning, like I try to make them as cinematic as possible, mm-hmm. unconsciously not, like not knowing that I was prepping myself for to be it like an actor, mm-hmm. but not purposely. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just something that I like to do when I made music videos to make it cinematic, mm-hmm. and I was actually like giving myself acting classes mm-hmm. while I was okay. going, yeah. and then I ended up being. A host on OC16 for a sports show, dope. And then Aloha Hype TV, dope. And then I started getting picked up on commercials, and then Magnum PI. And then so okay, okay, I want I want to ask the question that I'm pretty sure everyone wants to know: What's the bag like? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> watch kind of nice, kind of nice. But you know what though, we we you, we can bleep it up. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> Film, TV, movie bags are different from music bags. Mm. You know why? Because you go over there, you do your thing, you get a check, you get royalties. I didn't have to go around marketing, running mm-hmm. around like like music, trying to be the mayor, shaking hand, kissing babies. I didn't mm-hmm. have to. I didn't have to sit there and do three hundred emails to DJs. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to go on on a Instagram and like post and tag everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not only is the bag quicker but it's a lot easier of a bag easier <laughs> and yo and as a creator and as an artist mm-hmm. i have to say that that for a second that kind of um clouded my my artistry for a little bit because i saw the bag because i saw the bag okay. and then you know you gotta the money is good you mm-hmm. know and of course it's expensive to live in hawaii you know mm-hmm. what i mean and you know, of course, everybody can use more 4, money. 4,000 a week. Yeah, you know I've seen I mean? the numbers. You know, <laughs> but, um, but, but at one point, you know, I was, I, I was chasing the bag instead of, yeah. and I noticed I stopped getting acting gigs. And like, I, I was kind of getting frustrated. I was like, yo, why am I not getting this? I mean, I could see some of the gigs I weren't getting because the look they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. Okay, this guy got it. I understand. Mm-hmm. But then some of them, I was like, yo, like, why am I? This is this is perfect for me, mm-hmm. but then I I had to take a step back and look at what was going on and the energy I had, mm-hmm. and I noticed me going into casting calls and auditions. I had a different type of swag, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I had it in the bag already, or like yeah. my money, I, my money was spent mm-hmm. already. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm gonna get this. Like and you're I, spending money that you didn't even have and yet, I, and I lost and I lost feeling of the creativity side. Because mm-hmm. when I was first going to these casting calls, I was really practicing. I was nailing my lines, mm-hmm. and you were hungry. I was, you know, I was hungry. But yeah. then the bag clouded it. The money clouded it. Yeah. You know, and and I know I noticed that kind of affected me music wise too. Because I wasn't like nothing mm-hmm. was was creative to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had to take a step back and kind of reflect on that and recalibrate. Mm-hmm. And after I started focusing more on the artist aspect of it, mm-hmm. then things started rolling back again. Nice. So. It's not about if you're music, film. I mean, the money is good, but once you start going to that, 
you know, never do it for the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do it. Mm-hmm. Let, always let the artist, yeah. let the artistry become, be the first priority. And respect that you caught yourself because not a yeah, lot of people do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people go down this dark path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they, they try to think, they start going, okay, maybe I need to be faded when I go in or maybe I'd be drunk or mm-hmm. high or what, or maybe I need to do these things mm-hmm. or maybe what am I, like they start going crazy mm-hmm. and they start getting, yeah. then it starts talking crazy on the internet and all these yeah. things and like, yeah, I, just had to, I just had to catch myself and that's something I want to give a shout out to like the creators out there mm-hmm. whether it's film whether it's music anything mm-hmm. that you do mm-hmm. do it because you love it. Mm-hmm. Do it, 100%. Do it do it for the artistry aspect of it mm-hmm. all that stuff will come if you keep at it and if you perfect your craft mm-hmm. it'll come yeah. hard work always oh yeah always prevails yeah so like cause you know we had to talk off air off, off record yeah okay talk, you know, <laughs> try to get in on that cause I've always I've always wanted to try and do that thing and I had no way to get in or even how to so I'm asking you for the podcast and listeners that want to do that for music um, you know like transition acting. over to acting no not transition over, but just like in general how does one get into things like that like say you know no one right I want to be an MC I want to be an artist what are your advice to people that are starting out now for that even living in Hawaii because it's even harder out here yeah, yeah, yeah what is your advice to them um, my advice is that everything is accessible through online and reading mm-hmm. and, and, and looking up stuff. And now a lot of these agents, because you need to, in order, you know, in order to get into these like films and stuff like that, you need an agent. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to do some extras or background work, mm-hmm. they have like these cattle calls or open casting calls you can go to or send like an email to. See, wanna- like even even that, like what is a casting call for someone who doesn't know? Like I just, like I'm fresh, I'm a fresh um, kid out of high school. I want to act. Oh, you have to go to a casting call. What do I need for a casting call? Like, like what, what are these steps? Or like, I want to create music. Google. Well, no, I, I, understand, I understand that. But I feel certain, like that's the first thing that kids go to. Like, yeah. do, no, but, do I, now. but the terminology, a lot of it gets um, overlooked. Like it goes over their heads because like, they're, who the fuck knows what a DAW is? Like if you look at it, DAW. That doesn't say yeah, yeah, make yeah. music. It says fucking DAW. Wait, let's, let's clarify. Digital audio, audio, audio station. Yeah. So like, you, you don't I'm get, surprised you, you guys know that. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't get that. You, when you look it up, it says "daw." I'm like, it's so off-putting for most Imagine people. Imagine if your parents named you that. Daw. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to throw a curveball in there. Sup, darling. Sup, darling. What is that short for? Just daw. 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 But that's what I'm saying. It's like uh, a lot of, you know, potential... Okay, let's clarify right now. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we'll, we'll make it, put it in a nutshell... So it's not like it's a long, drawn-out conversation. Yes. A casting call is when a production company uh, puts out, like, a call to mm-hmm. anybody who wants... Because they need background people. People to be in the background, walking around, extras. Mm-hmm. That's most of the time is a casting, open casting call. Okay. And then you go to these casting calls. They take a picture of you. You write down, like, your talents, your hobbies, mm-hmm. interests, what you're good at, your height, your weight, your eye color. Damn, do you have to do the whole Hawaii State ID in that bitch? Yeah, pretty much everything like that because they have to identify you for certain roles. Things, roles. Yeah. And as for like extras, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All the way down to like the person in the hot dog stand or at the waitress stand in the back. Yeah. That's still huge. You get a face shot. Yeah, I mean, you know to mean? some people it is, some yeah. people it isn't. You know, yeah. teach his own. I know I've worked with extras and, and, and um, background workers mm-hmm. who like are just retired and this is what they do for a living for fun. For and fun, then, yeah, because they, you know, it's a check, and they, and they get free food, and the, yeah. the lunches are bomb. But then you also have people who do this as a career. They yeah, do extras on all the different shows. I mean, I, I can't, re- I can't, I'm not at liberty to say the numbers, but 
you could make you could actually Ex- make a living. Yeah, you can make a living. You know, you can. Yeah. Let's just say, okay, what I can say, we can leave without you. Can leave without. No, with, with a day <laughs> with a day of working on set yes. as an extra, you can buy a pair of Air Jordans. Jesus Christ! So, I mean, no, Wait, okay, what, what are the Air hours? Jordans? Air Jordans. Air Jordans at a retail price. Oh, okay, never mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. I can never second mind. that. I went through the whole process. Mids. It, Air Jordan. Air Jordan one mids. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Those are still yeah. kind of pricey. It's a lot though. of waiting but, around. Though. I can't give numbers, bro. I can't what, give what, numbers. what is the okay? <laughs> so with music, right? It's very um. You have your. Own Wait, skin. let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, let me finish, okay, 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 Because that's open casting call. Now, if you want to go to like a, a actual audition, an audition for roles. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're new to the industry and you don't know anybody, don't know casting directors, mm-hmm. then you have to get an agent. Okay. Because, um, what productions do is they go straight to the agent and say, "I want this person that looks like this. Do you have this kind of talent for this?" Mm-hmm. So they don't have to go through a whole casting call to do. They, can they just, just go through the agency, and your agency is going to give you. It's like a talent audition. They're going to want you to read or like see what your experiences are. What do you do for a living? Or mm-hmm. what have you done that can be helpful to them and they can represent you mm-hmm. and get in some those kind of roles okay you know what i mean and yeah that's the, the difference between mm-hmm. the two. Oh, i see so i'm trying to get in a crazy rich agent too that's why bro i believe in you bro I'm trying or shang chi too whichever one comes you from know what's crazy <laughs> it is and it, you know what's crazy too this is why you always gotta like everybody you work with this is what the two regrets i have mm-hmm. everybody you work with you gotta make some kind of relationship no matter how big or how small because mm-hmm. i 100%. swear to god I opened up for Aquafina twice, and I've been around her so many hey, times hey, with hey. DJ Bone. Oh shit, just Bone, just Bone. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And he put me on the show, and I'm like, I was like kicking with Aquafina and like hanging out and opening up her show, and like, yeah, boom. And look at her now, damn. And like, I, there was times for conversations, and I was just like small talk. Yeah, when I should have been engaging more. Yeah, and there's times where I was like with Dumbfounded, and I should have been engaging more. Mm-hmm. And who's Dumbfounded's best friend? Anderson Park. You know what I mean? Look at yeah. Dumbfounded now with Aiden Rising. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And with uh, Shang Chi, you know, I just worked with with Rich Brian on, no fucking um, on Jamo Jaya. No fucking way. And I'll show you the picture, but Dude. Um, but but yeah, like any of these moments, no matter how big or how small, you got it. Like I noticed, you have to engage. Like I was so, I was so before I was so big on to like rubbing shoulders and like mm-hmm. and and picking the brains of like bigger entities like mm-hmm. you know i think i think maybe doing having that relationship with keep the sneak so early in my career mm-hmm. kind of like put me at a level like oh snap i'm at this wait wait, I mean? wait wait keep the sneak super hyphy keep the sneak damn did you not do your research before you had mm-hmm. this uh no your, conversation with me your your list of like history goes really fucking Yo, long after this go on youtube and look up local moco I yeah, ain't Keek we'll the do. Sneak. We had Keek the Sneak in Nanakuli. Dude. And not only that, our video Locomoco was on MTV2. And not only that, E40 tweeted, retweeted Locomoco when it came out. Hey. And not only that, not only that, <laughs> let me finish, let me finish. Not only that, we brought down Keek the Sneak to, to perform at the Shack Waikiki and we sold it out. That place went ballistic. Shit. I was on stage performing with them. Hey, ask Kuya Kui. <laughs> DJ Kui yeah. He was DJing for us that night He was there <laughs> well, I, To witness it Obviously it had to and be him ask, it and, had then, to be and then And then Ask Chris Styles About him being Personal security For Kick the Sneak <laughs> Yo! So So my boy DJ E-Tech Who's Kick the Sneak's uh, Official DJ yes. From the Bay He comes down He's like yo um, Kick's label All in the dough I mean I know they don't need it in Hawaii But This is what they do Like They'll put up the money They need a uh, Kick security for like the concert. I was like, 
Security? What do you mean security? Like, he, he needs to have personal security. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, they're from Oakland. This is they, they got when they're in the mainland, they have security with them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and I'm like, uh, they, do, you, do you know somebody like a big dude that we could just have around, <laughs> so we can have so oh, we, no, I mean, across the street. So you, so you can have around him just so we can just have like we can just we can put money, get money in their pockets, and then we can also like say that he's covered. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the first person that pops to mind, Chris, Chris Styles. Styles. So if you look at the performance videos at the shack, yeah. Chris Styles is on the shit on the stage as like kick security, yo. It's <laughs> hilarious, man. Yo. Yo, I'm, yo, so yeah. You see what was, I mean? The, the history is there's so many so stories far man. back. It's ridiculous. I need man, this is hard. I remember Chris Styles telling me, yo, the craziest thing that happened to him when he, while he was Keek's DJ or Keek's um, security yeah. is he went with Keek to the bathroom and this dude was like fanboying, pissing next to him in the stall. And Chris, I was like, yo, man, chill. Can talk outside and outside of the bathroom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. he's sitting there like talking to Keek while they're in the stall. Like, <laughs> yo, you're Keek the Sneak. I'm pissing next to Keek the Sneak. <laughs> Just imagine if you had iPhones. Oh, my oh, God. God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was that was that was, that was that was that was 2010, man. We we brought him to uh, Nana Coolio. We even shot in Limited Addiction, and yeah, man. We had all like the uh, who do we have? We had uh, um, ABC Breakers. We had um, sick the the dudes who like Koneki the Great. All the guys crumping and oh, stuff. Aloha, Aloha Inc. The guys who do the jerking and stuff. We yeah, had, yeah. Yo, it was like it was crazy, man. Mm. Fuck. So yeah, when you go home, man. Local, local. I'm gonna look that up. I will definitely look that up. Oh. Produced by Osna, by the way. Really? Yep. Sick. Well, man, Osna's produced for everybody at this point. Yo, let me give a. I want to give a shout out to Osna. Give him his flowers, even though he's not here. Mm-hmm. When I met up with him after my first album, and we created my second album and my third album and part of my fourth album. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like the perfect timing. It was mm-hmm. just like the perfect mixture because he was ready to work and mm-hmm. once we started working and like he mixed in with my circle and I mixed in with his circle like I met from from knowing him that's when I met like Sean J Michael Banks um Jay Wiz Kaipo Kapua you know what's Yo, funny all the all the people you mentioned are like household names oh yeah man we've been doing it for a long time you know what I mean and then like I brought my circle over to him so then, I, then you get then you get then that's how you get the formulation of, of angry locals mm-hmm. and like all these things start coming together and like this momentum and this wave, we just started like going crazy. Shit, and you know, that was that was a that, that was such a different era too, though. And when when all this was happening for you guys to like, um, come together and build this type of thing, yeah. and now look how easy accessible it was. Like, but it, it took a long took, time, though. Like, and that's what I'm back, saying. Back then, like nowadays, I can I can pick up the phone and, and hit up, you know, hit up guys at nine two nine to be like, hey, I got this song, can I come through? Mm-hmm. Boom, too easy. Power one hundred four point three or one hundred two point seven. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, we worked hard. We, everything we did up till now, like you know what I mean. Now we we've set ourselves up where we're like in the mix of things and we're respected. But we had to go through all these things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. We had to go through all these trials and tribulations to get mm-hmm. where we're at today. You know, and learn all these things and learn that music is not the house; it's the vehicle. Mm. What does that mean? So. Don't put all your don't rely on music to make your money be your profession. Music is to get the attention and the engagement to make other if this is what you want to do for a living. Okay. If, if you want to make music your business, 
music, use it to get your, your stock up, your mm-hmm, engagement, mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. analytics up. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have the control. Okay. Then, then you get the brands like, yeah. I mean, shoot. Since, since I'm, I have this in my bag. Here we go. Here we go. And then you got Central Pacific Bank hitting you up. Mm. Bang. To, to do, you know, market their brand or their right. new Shaka account. You know what I mean? Giving you, the, giving, you the, giving you the back. Hey, yo, you have this engagement. We want to. Wait, wait. CPB. Central Pacific Bank. Wait. Yo, I have an account there. Sponsor me, Cammy. Shaka. <laughs> get your Shaka account right now. Chill but, on um, the fraud but, alert calls. Hey, can, we, can, we get the, can we get the sponsor for the pod? Yo, In that case, too, hey. Starbucks, you need to cut the check, man. Starbucks, can we get, can we get the sponsor too? Well, hey, <laughs> hey, say this, say this, you know, and, and that's that, that's and that's part of it. Like you, you use the music, something that you love, okay, your artistry, get your engagement up, control your analytics, own your analytics, mm-hmm. all those things. You have numbers, mm-hmm. and then boom, then you can get the endorsements. Then you get, then you can go to Toyota and be like, yo. I want this Tacoma right here. Lease it to me for three years, and I'll put your logo, Toyota logo, or, or Tacoma logo on mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. I do, or you whatever. Know? Like you do, like a uh, service for this them. is my numbers. Yes, you know what I mean. You're creating business out of it. Yeah, you you, you get super dope, and then you have your your your, your clothes, your mm-hmm. shirts. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. DJ inspect clothing, or or you know what I mean. Whatever yeah, the case yeah. may be. Yeah, all these things that builds that creates that's a vehicle. To create fun. the house, your, to create your house. Mm, look at all these. Look at all these. These uh, all these big name artists: Eminem, Jay Z, LL Cool J, Drake. Yeah, his his deal with Michael Jordan or Nike is way bigger than his music deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's true. Very true. Kanye West with Yeezy brand Adidas is way bigger than his music deal. But they had to create the influence somehow first. Mm-hmm. Jay Z is a billionaire. Dr. Dre sells more headphones than he does music. Yeah, but Jay's like people don't know Jay. Chance the Rapper made more money selling his three, three hats, hats yeah. than he did off his music. Yeah. Mm. So mm-hmm. yeah. So that, that's when, when, once I started learning that is when and started apply, started applying that to my brand mm-hmm. is when I started learning like the, the weight getting lifted off my shoulder to to have to create in such a way I could. Relax and create. I wasn't such a hustle mm-hmm. on the on my artistry side because mm-hmm. I have this engagement and this influence mm-hmm. that these things can take care of my livelihood mm-hmm. and I can create freely and breathe. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure. That sounds amazing. Deadline. I think that's <laughs> what most deadline. people feel is the pressure of like, oh, I gotta put this out, get the numbers, and make revenue off that so I can buy this in order to make this sound better x y and z and you know i've never really heard of it the from real the perspective mo- the real like- the real value is in your influence mm-hmm. that's your real estate right there build your influence interesting and i don't want to say i don't want to tie it into like being an uh, influencer or anything like that mm-hmm. but make your brand impactful to where you can create relationships with people across the board from all different places mm-hmm. that like say if I would have made that connection with Aquafina, yeah, and that, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, that was part of the vehicle mm-hmm. making the relationship, the music vehicle making the relationship mm-hmm. where maybe I could have been in Crazy Rich Asians or Shang Chi or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Create that friendship, and that's that right there is an example of how music is a vehicle. And when, when you when I, you speak relationship, you're not you're not you're not speaking to it in regard to like. Oh, there's a possible opportunity. It's more like a genuine thing. Yeah, a genuine relationship. Yeah, you can never. I mean, 
I mean, there's those it, type of relationships yeah, too. Yeah, where it's like it's I very shallow. Extra. Yeah, it's very shallow. But you, but I, I feel like a lot of people understand that within the industry we're in, it's like, I get it, bro. You don't have to ask me how my kids are. I know you just want to work. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And I think you it's have all to, about being real. You know, yeah. like, and 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 you you'll see that, mm-hmm. and you see like the real ones and how they progress and how they move. Yeah, it's all about taking notes. Mm-hmm. You know, understanding. Yeah, the the relationship of what. Both parties want out of yes, it. Yes, correctly. Oh, man, there's so many gems. I do, man, I thought I would get through everything I want to talk about. No, nah, it's all good. Part two coming soon. No, yes. <laughs> man, thank you. Is there anything you want to stress or say before we end the podcast? When, when does this come out? Monday. Monday audio and hopefully video. <laughs> Monday? Perfect. Shout out, by, by the way, shout out to my video production team. I7 Creation, uh, DJ Shift. DJ Shift. Yeah, you already know. He works hard behind camera. I tried to do it by myself so I understand. Yeah, how. you, DJ Shift. Yeah, yeah you. you. Yeah, you. That is, that oh, is, that yeah. is the promo. But yeah, um, uh, the team is very important. When people say they need a team, it's very important because that brings you to higher levels than what you can do just by yourself. 100%. And thank you. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, mm. go together. Yes. Hey, and on that note, <laughs> that's a great way to end the podcast. Thank you, IA. Such a place, such a great nah, podcast. Nah, thank you guys for having me. I thank appreciate you. you guys. Thank you. Hey, and by the way, go to my IG, hit the link in my bio, watch Kohoi the film right now. Um, it's a dope indie film. Mm-hmm. It's about a Hawaiian war veteran and the Night Marchers. You guys need to watch it. So hit the link. It's $8, only $8. You can watch the other film shorts from the Hawaii International Film Festival. Shout out to Mitchell Merrick and Lopaka Kapanui. Mm-hmm. So go watch that film now because it's only up for limited time. And keep your eyes out for Jamo Jaya coming out, I believe, next year. And oh, sick. other films coming out soon that I can't speak about. We know the and, NDAs and all that. And music. <laughs> and music. Oh, and music. Yeah. Yes. And, and now I can officially announce because it's coming out Monday. I will be in Las Vegas December 7th at Starbase for Tuesday Blend yeah. with my boy Creed Chameleon. And then I will be opening up for Anuhea at Brooklyn Bowl, Las Vegas in December, December 19th with my sis Leia Love. Damn. And other announcements coming Yo, soon. So clap that shit up. Hawaii hip hop on top, baby. Hawaii hip hop. You ready? <laughs> Part two is going to come soon. Thank you once again, IA. No, thank you guys. Such a legend. Um... You guys Anything are legends else? too. We're le- it's, everybody's a legend. Yeah. You just haven't reached your legendary status yet. Yeah. We working. Oh, yeah. We working. Well, on that note. That was my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> 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 uh, hey, shout yeah. out to the AV Club too, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always holding us down. But yeah. Well, um, thank you once again, CB. Gotta have three. a part two. We do yeah. have to. Yeah. With it. Three, two, one. Peace. Peace.